Hello and welcome to R plus J equals podcast. I'm your host Joe Gatula, and with me, as usual, is my lovely wife Regina. Hello. Hi. Hi. I think we need to start off with a preface. This podcast is going to be very negative. If you're not in the mood to hear a lot of people rant and rave about how bad this episode was, then then you should probably not listen. But we're going to rail on this episode. It's quite because, therapeutic. I yeah, think. it's therapeutic. It's cathartic. This is the second worst rated episode in Game of Thrones history if on Rotten Tomatoes. Look it up. And, and the first one was when Sansa got raped. Yeah. So rightfully so. This And it's not even from just reading critics' posts or reviews overall. We felt this mid-episode. So like I said, we want to preface that this is going to be a really, really negative episode. And with that said, what are your thoughts? My soul breaks for what could have been. I mean, watch. It was like a dumpster fire. I yeah. wa- was watching it and I was like, okay, the funeral was good. And then slowly but surely. And I definitely laughed at like some of the Tormund drunk scenes and all of that. But slowly but surely, it just devolved into what is this to the point where me and joe have pretty set rules like there are there's no talking during the game of thrones and we just started talking over what was happening because it was just horrible yeah i i think for me i remember the first kind of thing that i audibly made the first sound that i made was i literally laughed when regal went down i laughed too we both laughed we just just laughed i'm like are you fucking kidding? It, like, what? And we'll get to that whole thing. But I think the most egregious sins that I have, first and foremost, is when John reveals his secret to his sisters, which is a huge secret that any character to find out would be a very emotionally drawn out weighted scene and the fact that they cut that scene is an injustice i don't even think they cut it they didn't write one they didn't write one the and and, you know i hate when people say and maybe even what the writers say well you know what we already know that john is the heir to the throne he's aegon to carry and so we don't need to see anyone's reaction that is completely unfair to Sansa and Arya these two people are some of the most important characters on the show so important that they had Arya kill the Night King yeah how can people say that oh it it's not important because we already found out John and Danny we already saw that the people who say that's not important they're not watching for the same reasons we're watching we're watching to watch these characters grow breathe and evolve and we don't they just completely strip that moment from us the the most important conversation in the stark family history if you think right completely and the fact that you know these girls have learned something so big that they're first of all their father has lied to them for 20 years everything that they were told was a lie and the fact that we don't get to see not even like a five to ten second facial reaction of them finding out is a complete disservice not only to fans but to the characters in the show and I just I can't believe that they were that lazy 
to not even write one. And they focused on idiotic things like, you know, plot, Pod's big dick again and like the Pod trying scene. to get a threesome which yeah, was funny what? at the time but then it's just like you're gonna give like, me this versus yeah, what exactly Sansa and Arya's reaction I think that has been the worst possible thing that I have actually seen from Game of Thrones and there is a lot of things that I hated from Game of Thrones especially from season 7 but this sin to me is unforgivable I think, it, and it wasn't even that hard. It doesn't ca- cost that much money to have the actresses have a reaction. There's no CGI. There's no, you know, oh, this is gonna take four more hours to shoot. And the thing is, like, things not showing up on screen or things getting skipped was a pretty rampant theme in the episode in terms of faults that it had. The next one that we thought was also egregious was the same thing with Tyrion, Sansa. Right. Giving up the secret almost immediately. Rest his soul, Ned Stark, who kept that secret for his whole life. But basically, Sansa tells Tyrion, and we don't even get to see his reactions. Instead, they spend a good scene with Tyrion talking to Varys afterwards. But we don't even get to see Tyrion react at all. This is one of the most, you know, well-kept secrets in the history of Westeros and one of the biggest secrets for these characters to find out the I mean, fact that they took that away from main characters is a complete disservice to the show and to the fan and to what storytelling really is it's like i i don't know what they were thinking they I were don't just know like either. we don't want to do this yes or, or just like nobody will want to care nobody will care what about the it f- Fuck, and it's like dude. they're doing a complete disservice to all the fans who love this show for the characters. Right. And love it for the stories that have been told, the rich layered stories and rich relationships that have happened. But instead they're like, no, we don't need to see that. Yeah, Let's you're invested in the secret for so long as an audience and a fan. You know this for so long. You're craving for the main characters like John's sisters to find out. You want to see what they think. Yeah. And the fact that they didn't do that, what the fuck were they thinking? They weren't. It is a complete lack of creativity, lack of care. It's like what the showrunners have done. Basically, George R. R. Martin gave his baby and they adopted it. And then they decided, hey, I don't want to raise this baby anymore. Let's just hurry up and let it grow and fucking not give a shit about its development they literally packed maybe three or four episodes into an hour and a half it was a complete disconnect it didn't feel organic the conversation like important moments with emotional weight were just cut away like they just didn't give a shit like for example Jon Snow and Ghost what the fuck was that obviously I think David Nutter came out and said it was a CG issue. I'm like, you guys don't give a fuck. They you, don't. You don't give a fuck about ghosts. You don't care about that relationship, even though it was set up earlier in the show, earlier in the series. No, they continue to just like shit on everybody's hopes and dreams of seeing a, like a real ghost stark relationship and he had the audacity to say oh but you know kid harrington did such a great job it was very emotional what the hell what emotion he gave a smirk to ghost who are these people these writers i think they 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 believe their own bullshit i think they they do i think the the best way to say it and show it is that 
this episode and this season and honestly ever every single episode since the loot train has devolved into like a bad action movie Mm -hmm. or like a bad fantasy show that has no regard for any characters all the characters are kind of like one note other than the second episode of the season everything has just been kind of like either by the numbers or like there's no nuance to anything and they're not really showing anything and the characters are acting like comic book characters or acting like cartoon characters at this point just caricatures of what they used to be it it's so obvious that these writers just want to get it done and move on to their star wars star wars bullshit and their confederacy show and they just don't give a shit it's they started off so strong and then they just were like we're tired, so fuck everybody. We're not going to give it away either. It's like, if you're tired and you're done with it, give it to somebody else. Yeah. I think what's really upsetting also for us is that we started this podcast during season seven and have continued in season eight, but it sucks because like we never had the thought to do a podcast earlier than this, right? We So all our time talking about the show on this podcast has always been negative most of the time. Mm-hmm. And that's it's really sad and disappointing because we obviously love the show. And maybe it might sound like we're really, really like being, I don't know, overreactive or something like that. But this is how a lot of fans feel. A lot of fans have spent hours and hours and hours watching this show and really enjoying it, only to just be just like the writers completely turning their back. Right. It's like, why not give 100%? Right. It's like, why are you just like giving up at the very end and you're like, fuck it, let's just throw explosions in and call it a day. Right. That's what's happening right now. Right. It's going to leave a sour taste in everybody's mouth. Nobody's going to watch no fucking spinoffs about a Night King who died in one episode. Like, it's just, it's just really upsetting because this had the opportunity to be one of the greatest stories of all time in pop culture and tv and now it's just going to be a laughing stock it, it, it truly is i think it already is and we both agree it can't really recover from here it can't and you know i think in our in our earlier podcast this when we were starting off this season we definitely said that our expectations were low and that we probably don't think it's going to be that good but i I can't believe... We had a glimmer of hope, at least. Yeah, I can't believe it came to this. Did I think it was going to be this bad? Now, I hated the plan in Season 7 and Beyond the Wall. I will take that shit any day over this episode. This episode felt... I was disgusted by it. Yeah, we I, we were just straight up laughing. I, I laughed. I laughed. And I was straight up talking. I didn't pay attention to anything that was going on in the bronze scene. I was actually thinking about something that... Was not even that happening scene was in Game of Thrones. I don't even know what that scene was about. And, you know, I take back a lot of things of what I said about last week's episode. I'm going to take that shit back because after thinking about it more and what this ep- this current episode showed me, that shit with the Night King and Arya just fucking makes no sense. They're just like, wrap it up. They're like, they, we got a cool idea. Let's do this. All right, cool. Let's move on. I, I was telling Joe, if you watch the showrunners um, interviews after last week's episode, oh, you know. We, we we just, you know, felt like Arya was the right person for this. It just felt right. It's like, okay, just fucking say that with more conviction and with more, like, we confidence that what you're deciding to make Arya kill the Night King makes sense, not just out of a whim. Oh, it just didn't feel right to us. What the fuck, dude? Like, okay, you knew knew for three years. Why don't you build up something with her and the White Walkers to make it a little bit more believable and not literally out of the blue? But anyways, that's 
uh, we already t- discussed that episode. Let's focus on this episode. I just, I just, I have no words to describe how upset I feel about I'm sitting this. here with my hand on my forehead, literally face palming. Like, it's that bad. I think moving beyond things that were skipped and not shown because the writers don't care or they just don't give a fuck about anything. Um, characters acting completely not like themselves or just changing the course of their arc immediately. I think for me, my first example is Jamie Lannister. Um, remember four episodes ago when he had this big courageous turn against Cersei and he's like, okay, no, I'm finally leaving her. I'm over her. Nope. Hey, Four episodes later. Oh, never mind. I'm addicted to her, apparently. I mean, I definitely read that scene, interpret that scene more differently than you. I read it more that he just hates himself so much. So he's just going to go to King's Landing and kill her and hopefully he dies. The problem with that is that the showrunners, after the fact, they were like, oh, no, Jamie admits that he's addicted to her and he turns his back on love. So So then the other side of that is, I think... Brienne becoming this blubbering <laughs> fool who fell in love with Jamie in this kind of way is a complete disservice to that character as well. I'd rather have them not have sex. I'd rather have them have like a respectable relationship rather than her just turning into a blubbering bride who's just like, don't leave me. That I was know. just embarrassing. Like it was. for everything they they built up for Brienne, knighting her, this this really great nuanced relationship to end up as like oh let's we're just gonna fuck a couple times and then he's gonna leave and i'm gonna be left out in my bathrobe crying like that's embarrassing this is how idiotic men write for women who are heartbroken they think that well we obviously we cry and we bag or whatnot but the fact that brianne is such a strong-willed woman and she you know is a powerful person it would have been more in character for her to just cuss him out and yeah. slap him in the face yeah, and walk exactly. away. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so, please I think don't continuing, go. Continuing down that road of of female characters, I don't mind the story beats of what Daenerys is going through and her kind of quick turn, Anakin Skywalker style, <laughs> into the dark side, into becoming the Mad Queen. But man, that shit is real accelerated. There's like there's like an exact split second where she's like, okay, never mind, I'm evil now. And then she's devolving straight up into this comic book evil character now. Right. And it's and, just embarrassing. And I'm I'm gonna No clarify. nuance. Yeah, I'm gonna clarify like the way that the story is going, I'm fine with. I'm fine with Ghost leaving and going up north. I just hated the way they did it. I'm fine with Sansa betraying Jon in the sense that she gave the secret away to Tyrion. I'm just pissed of the way they executed. There could have been three episodes of her struggling with that decision. Not three episodes, maybe three scenes or one goddamn scene of her talking to Arya, struggling with the decision of whether to tell someone or keep it a secret. Nope, we only get, well, not a reaction. And then 10 minutes later, oh, by the way, X, Y, Z. Like, where was the character struggle and the development of that? Where was her strategic thinking? It seems like she just said it. So I hated the way they did that. With Rhaegal, which we'll get to, I'm fine with the dragon dying. I just hated the way they did it. Yeah. With Daenerys, her going becoming the Mad Queen actually sounds kind of interesting. I'm just hating the way they're doing it. They, like, did not set up the seeds 
for her turn. Yeah, maybe in season six when she's like broke up with Dario and she said, you know, I felt nothing. That was literally the only they, thing that we they saw. They hyper accelerated it right after the the loot train. They're like, okay, she burned people. Now let's just start her on that road. What was this? What is this shit? It's such an injustice to what Daenerys was and what she stood for to make her just become this basically crazy person out of out of such quick i guess scenes yeah and and it's it's like like, why do we even care about john if you think about john okay he's just like this dude that doesn't want to be king so that makes him a good king yeah he's a military leader but if you think about all of the wars that he won it's all of luck does that make him a good king when you think about daenerys she's actually ruled she actually was able to come from nothing into something and john snow gets by luck and what people love him yeah because he's a good person being a good person doesn't make you a good king. Yeah. Another thing that we forgot to mention, I believe, is that when they were skipping scenes, Arya just leaving Winterfell without saying bye to anybody, right? Yeah. Never saying goodbye to John again. Never saying goodbye to Sansa again. You know, honestly, that telegraphs to me that Arya's not going to die and that Sansa's <laughs> not going to die. And maybe John's not going to die. Either that or they just don't care to give us that moment of a farewell. The episode like, the was fuck? called The Last of the Starks. And we don't get one scene of them even saying bye to each other. We don't even get a scene of John and Sansa saying bye to each other. I, I, I'm just so flabbergasted of what the fuck this episode was about it's like they wrote it in one night it's like they crammed for an exam exactly they're like oh i gotta turn in a script uh all right let's just type all this shit down okay submit no wonder their pilot which we will never see sucked yeah they're probably like we'll figure it out in the edit we'll figure it out we'll figure out in post blah 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 uh so the last kind of thing about how bad the episode was and really how bad game of thrones has been since the plan was the lack of logic in scenes. And I know there's people who are like, oh, yeah, you know, this or that. This, there's reasons behind this or reasons behind that. I, My one shining example of just idiocy, and people have harped on it, is the dragon. The dragon dying. If you are on a dragon and you're flying and there's another dragon bon- below you and to the left and that dragon gets shot from the left... There's no way you don't see those ships. There's literally no way, unless there's like a giant rock covering, but there wasn't. And it's just so utterly painful that the writers have no respect for any of us to to even like... They think we're stupid. Yeah, they think we're stupid. They think we're watching some like dumbass action movies from the 80s that have no logic and had no that have plot holes and nobody cares. They're breaking the rules of their own world. Like, you have to think, if you're on an airplane, you could see, as a human, you can see pretty much yeah. everything. And we know dragons can fly extremely high. Last episode, we saw them fly up to the moonlight above the yeah. clouds. So, like, so you're telling me that Daenerys and Rhaegal are fl- and Drogon are flying and Euron is fleet is, I don't know, behind a mountain? You're telling me that she can't fucking see above a mountain? If you are sitting in a plane, you could see above mountains. You can see the whole goddamn city before when you land. Like, I, I this is why I laughed. Yeah. I thought, I, I, I felt no it's emotional like, this is stupid. sadness. Like, when Viserion died, yes, I know you had a problem, Joe, with the ice dragon. But at least when this he died. This is ice dragon times 20. 
times a million. At least when Viserion died, there was that shock and there there was emotion. There was deep sadness. And it kind of like, I would take it, that's a magic spear from the Night King. All yeah. right, I take that. What this, do we have this time? Dude, we talked shit about those crossbows last year. <laughs> oh my God. The, oh. the writer's solution to like taking you down a dragon this time, bigger fucking crossbows. They literally said that interview. You know, he made, Kyburn made a larger, more powerful crossbow. What the fuck? These are supposed to be dragons. And oh, yes, Rhaegal was healing, and that's why. So that was they set up fine. It. Like, that was set up fine. fine. But fucking. Now every ship has fucking, like, missile powered crossbows. And the, also the other lack of logic okay, Rhaegal dies, bam, falls to the sea. Daenerys goes head on to Euron. And he's about to shoot an arrow. Why the fuck would she not just fly really, really high, go behind the fleet, and fucking burn that shit down? I'm pretty sure Drogon can spew fire faster than he can turn those damn arrows to kill him. So this is all boiled down to one thing. And kind of one explanation, if you ask me. The writers are here for shock. They're not here for substance. And they're here for like these dramatic moments that they think are like going to resonate with the audience. Like Daenerys' face when she's charging down and then she chooses not to. They think that those things are going to resonate with the audience. But the problem is, in the past, everything that's resonated with the audience was earned. And it mm-hmm. was logical. And it, it just like worked because it had layers of nuance and setup. Whereas this time around, they're just like... Fuck it. Just throw this shit out there. You know They'll what? Be fine. They you, love it anyway. They're right. going to watch it. Who gives right. a fuck? I well, we're not going to watch your spinoffs, you dumbasses. Like, I, get out of here. I think, like, you know, even with Rhaegal, it would have felt a little bit more earned if he just died in the Battle of Winterfell fighting Viserion. Yeah, totally. I wish, I wish the Ice Dragon just ripped him up and he died. I felt that would have made a lot more sense to me yeah. than the way. And it's so unfair because it's like these dragons and even Ghost and all the wolves were such in a key aspect of the show and they are well loved not only by fans but by the characters and the fact that you're going to kill Rhaegal just in that manner without any sense of logic is is unfair yeah it's absolutely unfair I think for me the other part of all of this is that Cersei at the end and the standoff with with Danny and the 20 unsullied that are following with her, with her it's like if the show is going to have such terrible logic killing a dragon then why the fuck should shouldn't Cersei just shoot them all right now they have all these arrows pointed at them they have all these high powered crossbows they could just kill them all and finish this war right here she right? blew up it, the set she clearly yeah, has no she has, moral standards yeah she has mor- no morals towards a parlay or a discussion like clearly, that she didn't give a fuck her father did the red wedding clearly and that was the most egregious sin of all in all of Westeros if you kill someone after throwing yeah. salt over their shoulder why the fuck would she have any sort of ethics ethical standards right now of like keeping the peace in the parlay yeah. Like, it just, they're literally, they're breaking the rules of their own show. And you know what's sad? They set it and yeah. they break it. They what's set it and they break it for the convenience too, of story. 
is like they killed Missandei and literally we didn't give a fuck I at all because care. of the situation. It was just not they, even upsetting. It was just sh- like, so, it's just like, what? I'm like, funny. okay. We, we, we talk about how they cut away scenes. Like literally every important scene was cut away. Even Missandei getting kidnapped. That whatever happened, Tyrion gets like, I guess, quote, smashed by a pole. Cut away to the beach. And then cut away. Missandei's capture. What the fuck? First of all, why the, how the fuck did Missende get captured? Doesn't make sense. Why wouldn't you get someone like Tyrion or someone like, I don't know, even Grey Worm, who is the unsullied leader and the strategic person who leads them? Like, literally, they're sitting in this room and they're saying, all right, how the fuck are we going to finish? How do we make Danny crazy? Well, we first got to kill her other dragon, then we got to kill her best friend. How are we going to do it? Okay, let's just get her kidnapped. What is This is a bad action movie. Yeah. It, it's a really a bad action movie. Like, I feel like I'm watching, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger's movies yeah. from the 80s of a damsel in distress getting kidnapped. And he has, like, it just, I don't even know if that's a real movie. But I'm just saying, like, it just, I, I, and it keeps using the same word injustice and disservice yeah. because that's the only way to describe how this episode really did Game of Thrones for me. I think George is honestly laughing. And, you know, fuck that as well because he didn't finish this the is, books. 55 60% his fault. And then at the same time he's out there laughing because he's like man these guys really suck. <laughs> like these- I mean I kind of could see him also being upset because in the very beginning years he was so adamant about keeping how- control. Keeping control. He didn't want the- his books to be turned into movies. He didn't want the show to be on a network TV without the ability to show the sex and the violence. And I mean, I do think the money got to him and I do think, you know, he deprioritized his writing, but I blame a lot on him because but he didn't write these last two seasons. He didn't, but these showrunners aren't fantasy writers. Yeah, but they're good adapters. And so if George had finished the books, like he said, he was, going to or at least finish winds of winter like he was supposed to in 2015 i mean we could have had probably a drawn out 10 episode last two seasons maybe three but look they knew this was coming they should prepare they're dumb fucks (laughs) like D &D, douchebag and douchebag are just are just literally bros in a fraternity house just just say hey like okay what are we gonna do next we gotta kill the dragon all right let's just shoot a big crossbow oh that's so awesome i think one thing that i was trying to remember to say before is that it's funny that the whole night king battle happened they discuss it for like five to ten minutes and then literally every plot line goes to back goes back to what it was right all the conversations all the like like sansa doesn't care that danny helped yeah. Save the, save the North. No, but every, all the animosity remains exactly the same. You'd think that they're even showing people happy with each other at the feast, but no, all the leaders are still angry and like, oh, blah, blah, blah. No, no change to the story. It's like the Night King was just this side quest all along. He didn't matter at all. It was all for a big fucking action set piece. And you know what? It's, it's stupid. Like the story literally wasn't affected by the Night King battle. And it's funny because in in earlier seasons of Game of Thrones, people who made bad choices like Ned, Rob, they, they paid for their they're paid for yeah. their choices. People who are making bad choices aren't paying Cersei literally got away with it. 
everyone in King's Landing literally has no idea what the threat the Night King really brought. It changed nothing. I thought this show was about setting aside your differences to fight for life, literally humanity, and coming together to fight an evil force or whatnot. It didn't change anything. And then we talked a lot about last week about, you know, maybe he's, uh, George R. R. Martin is pushing the envelope when it came to the Lord of the Rings scourging of the Shire, but that's all bullshit now. This is just like, yeah, hey, we got to end the Night King. Let's just have Arya kill it because, you know, who the fuck gives a shit about Jon Snow killing it? We want to be, we want to be provocative and we want to, you know, show that women are powerful. Fuck you. Then why'd you let Brienne cry like a bubbling baby? Why are you making Daenerys go mad? Like in instantly. A, instantly. No nuance. Just no, like instantly. Completely like, like she is now a disservice to her own character. She is like unjustified, and you, it's just embarrassing. It's embar- when <laughs> it, she started begging to John, I was like, "This is so. This is how you're going to introduce this patheticness." Yeah. Her begging, the mother of dragons, who literally walked out of fire, is begging her nephew boyfriend, "Please don't tell the secret, or you're going to like what." the fuck and it's you could tell like they do not consult with anyone who is a woman yeah it's like they're like hey like let's make these strong powerful women let's make cersei into an evil comic book woman oh she's pregnant okay is that the only thing that is you know making her prevent her from having a black heart no like just just I'm, I'm sorry. I think um, before we move on, I do want to point out another egregious um, logical flaw is with Arya. Um, has you guys all watched? She just goes away with the hound, doesn't really say bye to anyone. And the whole goal of Daenerys winning King's Landing is to not kill a bunch of people by burning it down. And Clearly, Arya is a skilled killer who was able to take down a magical person that was alive for 10,000s of years by becoming stealth and using her assassin skills. Why the fuck? She can put on faces. She could put on faces. She could change who she is. Why the fuck would you not keep her around to go and kill Cersei? If she can kill the Night King, she could good damn well kill Cersei. Like, she killed House Frey. By becoming a different person. She could become a different person by maybe killing one of Cersei's handmaidens or killing a soldier and literally become that person. I believe in her. They clearly showed how strong she is. So this is the problem. They set up all of these characters to be great, like Bran and Arya. But then when it's not convenient for the story, when it's said, oh, that's too easy, we're not going to use them. Like what? The fuck? I think an explanation I just kind of thought of of how this show has devolved into this basically trash is as they got more popular and as they got more and more money to like pay off story beats with action set pieces, they're like, oh, we don't have to think about things as much, right? Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, 
yeah, you know, this one won't be that great, but, you know, we'll have a great battle that people will get behind. And then we'll have this and we'll have that. Whereas the first couple seasons, they had to skip all the battles. So the way to be entertaining was to have nuanced storytelling and good actors and good drama. But you know what? More money, more problems, right? Then they got the money, they got the set pieces, and then they're like, fuck it, we don't give a shit. Well, and I also think they just aren't fantasy writers, and so they didn't know how to write a novel well, yeah, they, they, of the scope. But the first few seasons, they adapted it, but which I mean, was great. Yeah, in terms they, of the fantasy stuff, they're like embarrassed of it. They don't. They don't. Any of the stuff that was set up, prophecies or anything like that, they, they tried to kind of like push The Night the King. Rug. Yeah, the Night King. And then once it came came to pay the piper is over because like, fantasy, just like fuck it fantasy like, no, we don't is even not include cool. any of this stuff because fantasy is not cool. like where's the lord of light he's what like is he that? brought people to life he he turned melisandre's arms into a, a lighter and then <laughs> called it a day she he raised john snow up from the dead yeah and was like all right i'm disappearing all right, I'm we're cool like I, I, they, they, they're, it's like they're embarrassed of the fantasy elements. Well, I'm embarrassed of, of them, and I'm embarrassed that we spent this much time doing a podcast about this stupid show. I know. I think Game of Thrones is dead to me. I don't Ooh, think. Yeah. I, I think that. I mean, know, we have to watch it. Obviously, we're gonna watch the last two episodes. I don't think it's redeemable. But after this, like, I, I'm not proud of my fandom anymore. I actually have completely lost my fandom for it, and I, I think. The last two episodes, if they're great and they're amazing and this story ends like, I don't know, John kills Danny or Danny kills John, I'm like, okay, the story was great, but the way you execute it was unforgivable to me. And therefore, I do not like this platform and I do not want to continue to be obsessed with this. Like, I have my certain, you know, pop culture properties that i love and game of thrones is not one of them anymore i'm done until the books come out this shit is over so that's how we feel about the episode uh so let's move on to to the the few questions that we got did you send the ravens that was your job your only job um the first question comes from marty hess and the question is simply why you know marty there's a lot of people asking that question why is it so bad why did this happen why did game of thrones end up like this i don't have an answer for you regina do you have an answer for marty of why it's like this they're just lazy and they don't give a shit that's literally it and they don't give a shit jen manorino asks why did Jon snow not pet ghost or let him know that he was a good boy. They Jon Snow is a terrible person. I think he deserves to burn in the fires wherever the Lord of Light is because he doesn't give a fuck about his wolf. Ghost lost his ear. Did you see that? He doesn't have his fucking he ear. He doesn't? I didn't yeah. even see it. He got like bitten off I... by a fucking white walk. Blake Friedman asks, Why would Sam name his unborn child John if he knows John's name is Aegon? <laughs> hilarious um i i think it's because huh this is actually a really good question well piggyback on that question why did rhaegar name two of his children aegon (laughs) that's true too um i don't know man this is i mean they still call him john yeah He's still known as John. Everybody so. would ask, well, "Why'd you name me? Why'd you name this kid after, after Aegon? A Targaryen?" So yeah. yeah, that's our answer for you. 
And then our final question of the night and a sobering and depressing one. Taylor Grimes asks, how do you change the subject of a podcast without losing any listeners? Um, you take a hard pivot towards something more broad, something a little bit more entertaining, but trustable that you know will be like good for years and years to come. Maybe we'll just have a Seinfeld podcast after this. I think that's a great fucking idea. Nothing can ruin Seinfeld. Nothing can ruin Seinfeld. Nothing can ruin Harry Potter for me at this Nothing point. Nothing can ruin Harry Potter. Nothing can ruin Lord of the Rings, not even the Hobbit movies. They don't count. It's true. Um, so, yeah, maybe we'll pivot. So our last segment is MVP of the episode. All the people who died. The king in the north. Uh, I'm going to give it to Gendry. The king in the north. He uh, is now a lord. That doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> who cares? Why the fuck is he a lord? He, he's he got Storm's End now. He's a lord. Most valuable. You know, he's going to get, get out of everything scot-free. He's probably going to marry somebody. He's going to have a good life. And hopefully he won't have to be a part of the rest of the show. So that's our episode. Hope we injected some happiness into your day. Have a great one. Bye.